podcast. My name is Bori Olodemi, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host Sulaiman Lassisi. Sulaiman, how are you doing today? You know, we've been recording for the past. Uh, well, we've recorded three shows in in four days. How, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. I mean, it's been a recording marathon, being in the studio, almost even sleeping in the studio, editing films and recordings, and it's just a lot of energy. We've had different fans come into the studio and just be a part of our show and expressing their reactions and expectations of the season. So it's energy, energy all through a lot of Red Bulls, I can tell you that. Yes, you know, I mean, there are like 20 cans on the table right now. Um, I'm <laughs> just kidding now. Um, anyway, so let's, uh, let's, let's move on to, to what we're going to talk about today. Um, obviously, today the major news is today's deadline day or was the deadline day for the English Premier League. So there's a lot to cover in that regard. Um, I just I just have a question for you about 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 you know transfers this this summer. What would you say is the best transfer business done by the by like EPL teams this window? Yeah, and that's actually an interesting question. You're asking me this question two hours. The dust hasn't even settled on these transfers. Some some of these players have not even like actually met the fans of the teams they're going to play for and you're asking me well i'm not the oracle but what i'm going to do here is i'm going to actually be a little reflective and not go for the big money signings i think ryan sesegion signing from fulham to tottenham might turn out to be a very smart piece of business and the reason i say this is because tottenham as a club is known for developing left backs turning them into very very promising and very mature players and you can think of people like Gareth Bale that we talked about on the show a couple episodes ago. So I, I expect something similar from Ryan Sesegnon developing into a good and solid Premier League player with Tottenham. Awesome. So uh, Sesegnon, yeah, I actually he played for Fulham, right? Yes. Like last yes. season, yeah. I think I think he's, he had a few assists, and I know it's just because of of fantasy Premier League. Of so. course, <laughs> fantasy. That's where it's at. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I think it varies. Um, I think the most the most uh, significant signing this season, and I know it's cliche because you know it's the, one of the highest, uh, is Harry Maguire. Just because United needed him, um, and, and I think he's really going to help out. He's probably going to have almost like a, a Van Dijk um, effect on United in terms of. I mean, obviously, like they will still concede goals, right? So, but I think that will reduce. Uh, you know, like if you think about the number of goals like that was conceded by United last season, it was it's you know abnormal. Um, so, but I think with the inclusion of of uh, Harry Maguire in the team in, in central defense, I think that's going to make um, their uh, United's defense tighter, and and that that I think that could turn out to be a very very good sign, just like how VVD was a good signing for Liverpool. Yeah, just a quick plug in there. The Van Dijk the Van Dijk effect is actually a thing because ever since he joined Liverpool from. Southampton, it's it's just been a completely different team. And if Maguire were to join this Manchester United team and make them just a solid, that would actually be a very good piece of business. Yeah, and in, in regards of a team, I think, personally, I think Everton had a very good uh, uh, window uh, just because they had uh, players like Andrew Gomes, they signed, they signed Lostel from Huddersfield, Fabian Dell from City, uh, Moise Keane, which I'm very excited to see um, play because he played for Juve last season. Um, I'm really excited to see him, and I hope he adapts well. Um, and Sidibe from Monaco, and of course our very own Alexi Wobi from Arsenal. 
Um, uh, I'm I'm a little sad that he's leaving Arsenal, but uh, I'm not an Arsenal fan. But uh, I'm just you know he's Nigerian, so I want the best for him. I want him to play in the top, top, uh, top clubs. But uh, Everton, Everton, I think Everton has uh, had a very good uh, uh, window. What, what do you think? So what I'm actually going to ask you now is th they have a good list of players they've signed, but a notable departure is Idrissa Ganagwei and. Yes. It looks on paper that Andre Gomez or Fabian Delph can play that role just as well, but that's something I would have to wait and see how his replacement flourishes in a role that we know that he was one of the best in the Premier League last season. Sure, and isn't it surprising that uh, Goye just cost um, 29 million? That that actually is very surprising. That is very surprising. It's like almost like the English teams don't care about like money. They're like, oh yeah, we got money, so we can just sell them for 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 whatever somebody should tell everton about the psg tax i mean yeah like yeah i, I would think they would ask for 50 at least but uh, maybe they did then you know. maybe there's something in his contract maybe there's a clause maybe there is that's the yeah. buyout fee yeah cool well we'll never know but um <clears throat> i guess yeah we can uh talk about uh, uh a league that people have not been talking about this uh the summer window uh and the the league one um the french league um, if people, I don't think a lot of people know this, but uh, the French league starts tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yes, just like the Liverpool, uh, the Liverpool game actually. So same time actually, uh, Monaco plays Lyon, which is very good. Monaco be a, Lyon. Yes, it's going to be a very. I think it's going to be a very great game. Although I would say Monaco didn't have a good uh, transfer window. Um, their transfer window still goes, it, you know, closes on September second, so they still have time, but. From what I'm seeing, like I think they're just linked with everyone now, um, but there's no movement or, or, or any notable signings. But <clears throat> I expect I expect Leon to win the game. Leon kept most of their players this season. Uh, I mean, at least so far. Um, but I, but they've lost notable ones like Ndombele to Tottenham. Um, but it's it. I'm excited to see the French League come back, just because I love watching PSG beat teams like five zero. Like you said yesterday, you said. P you said specifically Juventus owned the Serie A, and you also mentioned that Manchester City owned the Premier League. It looks to me as well that PSG more or less owns League On. But the, the thing here is there are teams popping up, just like Monaco popped up sure. a few years ago, and I wouldn't be surprised if Lyon can actually pose a challenge to PSG, especially since the window is still open and we can see Neymar or some key player leaving that PSG team. That is very good to note. Um, Leon, I think, is probably the probably going to be the other team that will contend. Uh, and maybe Marcel, even though Marcel has lost a few players too. But um, Lille, who came second last season, have lost uh, Nicolas Pepe. Um, and they've also lost... Um, I think Leao, right? Yeah, yeah. And they've also lost Leao um, to AC Milan. You know, big ups to AC Milan. Um, so I think Lille wouldn't be a contender anymore, but uh, who knows? I, I, you know, Lyon may end up sleeping next season, but um, I, I expect Lyon to be the challenging team um, in Ligue 1 against uh, PSG next season. Sounds good. It will be one to definitely watch for. I hope, I hope the title race doesn't end in March. I want to see something that stretches a little further. Sure, sure. Um, some another cup that went under the radar was the is the German Super Cup so this is 
a game between Bayern Munich and Dortmund. And surprisingly, you know, very surprising um, to see that Dortmund actually won that game 2-0. Um, can you tell me what your reaction to that game is? Like, how how in the world is Bayern going to win the league this season? So I would say the German Super Cup was a spectacle to watch. It was a very intense game from the very first minute up until the very end. Both teams played out a, a, a close encounter, a close affair in the first half. And then the game opened up in the second half because they had to be a winner and they were both going for it. Dortmund, I have grabbed it by the juggler. They got a first goal and assist by Jadon Sancho for Alpaca Alcacer. And they got a second goal. Jadon Sancho just taking a solo run and delivering a sublime finish. But the thing to realize in that game was Bayern had chances. They just couldn't put them away. And Dortmund played a very good defense. So take that back. Dortmund wins the Super Cup at the Signal Iduna Park the Dortmund Stadium. So that counts for something. But what shouldn't be forgotten is the Bundesliga is a campaign between 18 teams. It's not going to yes, be yes, Bayern Munich yep. and Dortmund playing 38 and 34, 36 games. So I think Dortmund showed a very good performance. They would have to keep that performance up week in, week out. Because last season, for most of the season, they were ahead in the title race until it got to the very crucial ending months, and they lost it. So Bayern, I think they're in a good place. They, they more or less lost out on Sané, but I have watched Alfonso Davis in, in a couple preseason games, and I think he's going to blossom in the Bundesliga this season. Yes, yeah, so for those that don't know, um, Dortmund, uh, I'm sorry, Bayern Munich uh, lost... Uh, Ribery and Robin uh, due to retirement. I think uh, Ribery is probably still going to be playing. Um, do you think that maybe that's the problem, or maybe they're still trying to adjust to losing Ribery and Robin? That is a very good question, and both of those players are major contributors in their own right to the Bayern dominance in the last decade. So I'm not going to take away the fact, take away from the fact that they've contributed hugely to the Bayern Munich success. But in the last few seasons, that combination, robbery as it is called, <laughs> has actually dwindled. So it's it's not been as productive. Good kudos to them though. They both scored in what looked like their last game for the team last season. But I wouldn't think they will miss them as much. And if they can keep Kingsley Coman fit for most of the season, I think they will be fine. And hopefully, Alfonso Davis can blossom as well. Yeah, I don't know how, how I feel about Coman. I was actually going to say, like, I don't think Coman can fill in the shoes. I've, I've watched him in the past, and I also just watched him in the preseason, uh, one of the games they played. And, it's, I mean, he's a promising player. He's just missing the, the finishing product or, like, just the polishing. You know, it's there's just something missing with Kingsley Coman that I can't tell what it is. But... I think he has flashes of goodness. And I agree with that 100%. He's, like you said, polished. He's not that finished product yet. And with the right coaching, with the right decision-making, he can actually cross that line and be one of the greats like Robin and Ribery were for Bayern Munich. Yes. But yeah, and Sané uh, is... is there's, there was a news that went out, report that went out today that said Sane, you know, has to go through surgery for his ACL. Yes. Uh, which means probably... Bayern Munich will probably not buy him. Not um, the summer, and at least yeah. not the summer. Yes. yes. So, anyways, well, um, good to see, good to see Dortmund win, you know, a cup at least. Uh, yeah, I also wanted to point out that with the Bundesliga about to start, it's worth noting that Timo Werner, who plays for RB Leipzig, 
was supposed to make the move to Bayern Munich. Oh, yeah, right. But right. he's still at Leipzig, and Leipzig are going to be in the Champions League. So good for Leipzig and not so good for Bayern Munich. But that's something that at least will keep Leipzig in contention for what looks like a Champions League finish this season. Awesome. The Premier League starts tomorrow. In less than 24 hours, we're going to be watching the most watched soap opera in the country of England. And that is a fact. So now what happens tomorrow, Bori? Well, I think tomorrow um, Liverpool should be careful. Uh, I think everyone's going to underrate Norwich. Uh, I think Norwich also is probably going to be scared. Um, I'm excited to see... Scared? This is the Premier League. No one's scared in the Premier League. Well, that is true. That is true. So I, I think... My point is, I think Liverpool should be careful. I'm not sure if... I think Mane is training already. I'm not sure if he will be match fit tomorrow. But, um, uh, you know, I mean, I expect Liverpool to win, but you never know. Like, Norwich could end up stealing the show and, and getting a draw. Definitely. It's definitely possible that Norwich could get a draw at Anfield tomorrow. But what I want to point you to is games in the rest of the weekend. We have this sumptuous matchup between Chelsea and Manchester City. What, what, what's your reaction expectation towards that game very hard for me to predict that game just because united i don't think they had a very good uh transfer window um they only had one really good transfer which was the Harry Maguire, and also aaron uh, juan bisaka but you know the midfield is still i feel like this they still need to do something about that midfield and going forward, um, you know, like, I don't think they have the right players to be able to trouble Chelsea's defense. Um, I remember Kurt Zuma is back for... for yes, he is. Uh, for Chelsea. Um, and, uh, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Chelsea is also great. I'm just saying, like, I don't think, um, you know, United is lethal enough in the front to be able to get a few goals in. Um, so, but their defense will be solid. I think it, it should be solid, uh, but I, I think that's what th- that game for me is hard to predict. I, I suspect that um, worst case would be a draw, but I'm leaning towards Chelsea to be honest. Oh, Chelsea is playing away, so that's going to be a very remarkable achievement under a rookie Premier League coach to go to Old Trafford and come back with three points, but it's the Premier League, like I said, and anything's possible. So we'll have to wait and see how that one plays out. In the major, major preview of the Premier League, I actually want you to tell me a little bit about what you think are your top six predictions for this Premier League campaign. All right. I'm probably going to piss a lot of people in this. Um, when this don't part- you piss people off? Boy? Well, that that is true. When don't I piss people off? Yes, I piss people, every, piss people off every time. Um, and I'm about to do it again. Um, my top six, very, I think it's very easy and very clear. Um, my first... my. Number one, Massetti. I think Massetti owns England for the time being. I think they're going to win it again. I, I, sh- I should actually interrupt you just for a second. We're going to pin this up. We're going to have Uh-oh. a wall of fame. So I can't, I can't so just gonna say... we're going to pin this up. So I, <laughs> you have to be able to back this up come I, May 2020. I can't just say whatever I want to say? Oh, man. All right. Well, okay, yes. I, I definitely think City is going to be first. My second place, and it's going to surprise everyone, I'm actually leaning towards Tottenham. Um, just because Tottenham have they ha- they they will have less games to play next season than well depending on on the cup I guess but uh, they have they've had also a very great summer and I think just all that's left is for um, the coach to just make sure that everyone plays with a lot of chemistry and and they play very well but I think they have a very good squad right now and then third place for me will be Liverpool 
of obviously Liverpool's going to win. I think Liverpool could even fall further based on the injuries. And because remember, they didn't really have anybody come in. I think we had just one transfer. A very um, young player who's yeah. definitely not going to be starting. Yeah, exactly. So so what happens when when Salah gets injured or when Firmino gets injured? I mean, they're fillers for them, but can they fill the spot? Can they actually fill the spot? So that's the other problem. Uh, and that's why I think I'm going with Liverpool for third. Uh, I think they were a little lucky as, uh, last season to, to not have injuries. Um, my fourth place is a little tough for me. Um, I predicted yesterday that, or, or in our last episode, that I think one of Everton, uh, Wolves, and um, West Ham would be in, in the top four. Um, but... Um, I'm actually gonna go against that a little bit just because of I've I've seen what Arsenal did this season uh, this transfer window uh, uh, basically today they went on to buy David Luiz and Tierney um, so I think the defense is now beefed up and obviously uh, for me the attack is probably one of the gonna be one of the best it has next been, season yes. um, so I think uh, I think I I'll put Arsenal for fourth which comes up you know the joke that Arsenal is always fourth yes um, so I think they will come back to glory days quote unquote. Um, and then fifth for me will be United. I think United will probably get reinforcements in January because I think they probably, depending on how, you know, the the four people play, but I think they'll probably get reinforcements in, in, in January. So I think fifth for me will be um, United. Now, again, surprising, I'm not going to go Chelsea for sixth. I'm actually going to go with Everton for sixth. Um, again, they've, they had a crazy, crazy summer. And for me, they had the best um, summer transfer window. Um, so those are my top six. That That's pretty impressive. I am not surprised that you put Arsenal in fourth place, but Everton in sixth. Yes, everything. Ever, I mean, everything has always been around the, the sixth position. Of course, of course. Um, um, I, I was going to go with Wolves at first, but then I remember they're playing, well, they're currently playing the third qualifying round of the Europa League. So if they get into that uh, competition, I think it's going to be tough for them with injuries. Um, so, but but that's why I'm going with everything for six, just because I, I think uh, they they've had a good summer and I think they will put it to use. I see. So I'm gonna just start. Mine is very similar. My first three are very similar to yours. I have CD finishing first. I have Spurs going second, just for the same reason as you mentioned. Really, really? I have Spurs going okay. second because they had a good summer transfer and also Liverpool going third. Injuries. Yes. You can't rule out injuries. And I feel like the squad would be stretched too thin for them to be able to challenge through the end of the season. So Liverpool going third. I have Manchester United going fourth. You have Arsenal going fourth. I have Manchester United going fourth. I have Arsenal going fifth. And I have Chelsea going sixth. So maybe I'm playing it safe because it's the usual suspects that I have in the top six positions. And outside of that, I think Wolves is, of course, going to be... A contender for Europa League position and from there on it's just you know Leicester City and I, I actually think Leicester City also will have a good season okay cool how, how about rele- relegations well, who do you think will be relegated? relegation predictions you know I I'm going off of this just based on a few things the ownership of clubs you've have you had some disinterested owners owners who could care less about the club and who comes to my mind better than Mike Ashley of Newcastle. Oh my God, I was going to say Newcastle. You exactly. Uh, you let Rafael Benitez go. Yeah. Ayuse Perez. Ayuse yeah. Perez go. Yeah. You let Salomon Rondon go, even though you had him on loan. Those were your two top scorers from last season. Where are the goals going to come from? They just signed Joel Wellington, I believe, from the, I think, the Bundesliga. But this is 
gonna be a process and it's gonna i'm yeah. seeing another disastrous season similar to what happened to sunderland a few seasons ago they're both from the same part of England, so this would definitely not go down well if both teams are out of the Premier League. Sunderland, as we speak, is playing in League One, so I hope Newcastle, for their own sake, do not get relegated. And who's next? I'm going with Brighton and Hove Harbion. I, oh, yeah. I felt like Chris Hutton at Brighton and Hove last season had a solid campaign, a... He flooded with relegation, but he still stayed on yeah. top they, at they, the end of the day. They struggled until the end of the day, right? Yeah, until yeah, the yeah. Last until until yeah. the last day. But yeah. I felt like he still deserves a chance because the squad wasn't just... It wasn't clicking. They, they spent a lot of money getting players, but they couldn't click together. So with that being said, it leaves me with the last relegation spot, which I have a hard time, I have to say. I'm honest. I'm going to be honest about this. I think one of the newly promoted teams will go down, but I don't think it's Sheffield United. I mm. think I have... If there's one thing I've studied, Sheffield United got a good amount of players, decent players for decent money. You know, when you come into Premier League, you have a whole bunch of TV money to spend. And people go about spending this money, getting players from XYZ places. And I think Sheffield United have been sensible and not spent the money the way it's been handed to them. So I think they're going to stay and it's going to be one of Norwich City or Aston Villa going back into the championship. Yeah, I mean, mine is similar. I, I have I have Newcastle for sure because of their, their you know, what's going on with them right now. Um, but I, I, again, to be honest, I don't know who's going to go down, but I'm going to give it to two of the newly promoted um, sides. I don't know which is which. Um, but uh, maybe that's a hint. Which is which? No, which? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's a nice one. Just kidding. That's just, a nice kidding one. just kidding. Just um, kidding. I, I, I think. I, th- yeah. I think uh, two of them. Two of them will, will go down. Uh, that's that's just my prediction. Yeah. Yeah. The big dance is no joke. The Premier League. It takes a lot to stay in there. And when you look at teams like West Ham and Leicester City and Everton, who just stay mid table consistently for a while don't go down don't go too far up it it, that, it seems like they're just floating or coasting but that actually also takes a lot of day-to-day getting the right the small things and simple things right with that i think we've uh, discussed everything we want to cover today uh, i think those were good predictions and you know come may we'll we'll see we'll if see, we're we'll right see how those work um out. yeah yeah no i will I mean, we, we'll upload this episode and we can always go back to it and, and listen to of it and, course. and I laugh mean, at it's ourselves. Just a search, right? Just uh, find yeah. it in. in yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, so I actually wanted to add a quick plug for a documentary on Amazon Prime Video that I've been watching. It's called This Is Football, and I only have seen the first episode. It's about Liverpool and the country of Rwanda. And I know we talk about soccer being a beautiful game and all this, but after watching that episode, I just realized how important and how central a role this beautiful game plays in the lives of people. I'm talking about something to hold on to when everything else fails and it was it was a very touching vi- documentary and i actually recommend watching it to the very end because somewhere in that documentary it felt like this is too sad this is not nice but every silver line every dark situation some usually has a silver lining and it ends on a, on a very good note so this is football amazon prime video make sure you watch the first episode at least Oh yeah, I think that's very good. And Manny is doing stuff in Senegal too. Yes, uh, um, yes. He, he doesn't go on vacations. He actually goes back home and, and 
you know he sponsors kids to school like it's pretty awesome that uh, you know these these footballs that are earning a lot can do can give back to the community and uh, especially people where they come from um, so yes. it's beautiful to see yes yeah so with that being said we're gonna just wrap up today it's been a very high energy show the premier league is back i mean it was just I know it was just three months ago, but for us soccer fans, it felt like a long time. What do you think, Bori? Yeah, no, I mean, to be honest, the summer was was fun. It was filled with like a lot of soccer competitions, but I'm happy. Like this past, what, two, three weeks that there's not been any games. Um, I, I feel like I've had a withdrawal and I just need like, you know, football. I, I need to watch something. To get back um, in it, right? Yeah. And, and for me, it's, I mean, a flurry of activities. I mean, you... Myself, we've been filling out a lot of drafts and also a lot of fantasy teams. And it's just exciting to get back into the groove of the game. And come Friday, tomorrow, we're going to be watching Liverpool play Norwich City. So with that being said, we're going to do another engagement question for our fans out there. And today, we just want to ask, who, as a fan, do you think will have a breakout first match day weekend this season which player do you think is going to announce that the premier league is back and i am on high energy throttling ready to go you mean for just this weekend's game for just this weekend oh, okay. okay who do you think i want you uh listeners to tweet at us at fourth official sp on twitter and you can also always find us on the major podcast platforms find us on apple Podcasts, on spotify and on google podcast as well Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much, uh, our listeners, for listening. Um, uh, We hope to catch you next time. All right. Goodbye. We'll be back with some Premier League energy. Yes, yes, for sure. All right. Bye.